Welcome, everybody, to the 27th episode of the Newt Podcast. I am your host, D3, and to my right is... Couscous. A name so nice you have to say it twice, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing? That is, uh... That's the tagline. I don't have a tagline. Anyways, uh... To be fair... To be fair... To be fair... Oh, Letterkenny. We, if you uh, haven't watched Letterkenny, feel free. Hulu's got it. It's hilarious. Yes. But um, a lot has happened in the time that we've had the previous episode. And needless to say, uh, there has been a lot going on. We are just slowly turning these up. And I think we are at a nominal volume now. Yes. It is most... Delightful! Yes! Apparently he might be going. Matt Hardy might be leaving? From what I've seen. Oh my. Yeah, because he's like, free the delete. That was like a hashtag. And Maybe he's going back to V1! No. Yeah. No. No. But in the one match he just recently had on Raw... Or SmackDown, whichever one it was, he did not look good. He jobbed out. He did. And he looked like shit. Anyways, aside from that point, last time we had an episode for you folks who are maybe new to the show. It was right before the Survivor Series and TakeOver week, which was Thanksgiving week-ish. Right. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. It is now December 3rd. Happy holidays to all. Don't give him a fucking date. I'm kidding. <laughs> Shut up, D. You're going to time capsule this bullshit. Anyways. <laughs> Man's ashes. Man's such good shit. It's such good shit. I'm Fitz McMahon. Damn it. Anyways. Uh, yeah, right before Survivor Series, we had our uh, somewhat predictions about the event. And for TakeOver as well, as long as well as AEW. Um, SCU! Yeah. SCU's pretty good. Starting to. Uh, SCU's look on good. fire. John Moxley is running rough shot. And Le Champion, in fact, made a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, I saw. I and saw. I ordered it. <laughs> It's festive. I said screw it. And for the two bottles, it was cheap. Well, unlike some of us... I don't have a problem. Yeah. Shut up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have money to blow. I don't. Yes. Anyways, enough about my financial issues. Uh, Let's we- dive into wrestling, shall yes. we? <laughs> so, um, are we going to talk about the week leading up to Survivor Series or just dive in? Honestly, let's just dive straight into it. All right. 
Well, we have to talk about TakeOver first before... TakeOver comes first. So, TakeOver uh, War Games happened. Um, uh, everyone's little favorite... Uh, kickboxer. Kickboxer has decided to... Uh, heel turn. Turn heel. And apparently she's running a gimmick with her friend ex-friend's knee brace, which reminds me a little bit of... Uh, Big Daddy Champa? Well, Big Daddy Champa... Uh, I mean, I was thinking like Cowboy Bob Orton when he had the cast for yeah, God but knows Cowboy how long. Bob Orton had the cast on. Her carrying the knee brace is like Champa carrying the crutch, right? And but I mean, it's just like, is it a? Tr- I, I understand it's maybe a trophy, but yeah. anyways. So there's a lot of matches that happened during War Games. Uh, you had the female, the first. The first ever women's war games match, which turned out to be a four-on-two scenario where the two, being Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae, came out victorious against Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, um, Kaylee Ray, and the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler. Yes. Holy shit, that was a good match. The fact that those two were able to pull it out after that swerve, woo! I'm impressed. Yeah. And then, uh, what are the matches you had besides the the male war games? You had Finn Balor versus the original bro, Matt Riddle. I forget who won that. Finn. Oh, yeah. And then you had the triple threat, which saw Damian Priest versus... Pete Dunne versus Pete- Roddy? No, not Roddy. Uh, Killian Dane. Oh, Killian Dane. Where Pete Dunne came out the winner and earned a NXT championship match the next night at Survivor Series. Huh. And then the final match of the evening was the Men's War Games match, which saw the Undisputed Era versus Tommaso Ciampa, Dominic Dijakovic, and Keith Lee. Keith Lee. And a mystery partner. Hmm. So, going into that match, the Undisputed Era had the advantage. Right. However, that advantage got quickly taken away when it was four on three, clock strikes zero, and who shows up but the man himself, Mr. Stun Owens, Stun Kevin Owens. Yes. And the pop in that arena was unbelievable oh my goodness like just just the like he came out and he's just like all right let's do this and then he goes in immediately counters uh bobby fish's attacks sets him up for a a pop-up power bomb and starts destroying uh kyle o'reilly Pretty much, Kevin Owens goes ham, but let's not take away from the fact that in that match, there were spots that were insane that Dijakovic and Keith Lee were able to pull off. Didn't they have, like, a thing with Kyle O'Reilly where he kept bouncing off the ropes and Dijakovic kept punching him? Uh, I think that was a spot. I think that was a spot, but there was also a spot where, like, I think it was Roddy kept running back and forth and doing elbows. Elbow. Yeah. Elbow shivers to somebody. Oh yeah, there's also that one where Dijakovic did like a a a, a, a second rope uh, uh, somersault or not a somersault. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah, 
Yeah. He did that over the... uh, Over the the other ring? Over the other ring. Yeah. (laughs) And Honestly, doing war games is awesome. I love the fact that WWE is doing it. There's a, there was also that spot with uh, Tommaso at the end of the, at the end of the match. Yeah, that was scary. Well, I mean, and you also uh, a little side note for War Games, a certain dentist was there. Yes, and they called her out by name. Yes. Well, what do you expect? She's supporting her boyfriend, aka most likely her future husband. And for those who are not aware of who we speak, we are talking about. AEW's own Britt Baker, DMD, who is the girlfriend of Adam Cole. Bye bye. Yes, and uh, yeah, it, like they they, they purposely did, did that, and they don't. They're just hoping that AEW doesn't give her any backlash. Well, I mean, why would you? She's just there supporting. Like that. That's like that's like saying uh, you're punishing Renee for. Ambrose, yeah, or Moxley, or Moxley, me. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, he, like, Moxley can't talk to his wife, who's a part of WWE. Yeah, like that's just no. honestly with AEW being who they are, I don't think they would really give a shit. Right? They, I, I don't think they care. But the the spot at the end with Tommaso and and Adam that Cole, was impressive. Like the way that Tommaso protected Cole, both of them. Well, both of them, but mainly Cole, so that way, hey, uh, you're not landing 30 feet on your neck. Yeah. and He tucked that thing Oh, deep. yeah. And he made sure, and it was awesome. Yes. And I, I have to give props to Keith Lee. Like, Keith Lee is steadily becoming one of my favorite wrestlers of this of this year and many years to come. Yes. That dude is 320, and he's just, he does... He's done stuff he should not. Right. He's doing some. He's doing uh, moon salts off the top, off the ropes. He's doing you know jumping, jumping spin kicks, like just you know. So, um, I was talking to Jinji while we were playing video games, and I was telling him that when it comes to people who could take down other people, he asked me straight up. Who do I think could take down The Fiend? I said Samoa Joe. Just based solely on the fact that I predict by the time it's by its by the time Lesnar is ready to hang up the boots or Vince has no use for him anymore, mm. it will be Keith Lee that takes Lesnar down. Yeah. Keith Lee's pro. You had Braun, but Braun kind of messed that up. Keith Lee, like the, Keith the, Lee, can handle his own. The way that they are talking about Keith Lee in the locker room tells me that he's a future star. Yes, like because because they said all he do, all he does he comes he shows up does his work and does a hell of a job and then you know does whatever he's yeah. he's not he's not having backstage antics he's not the type of guy to honestly i don't think he'd be a politician backstage right he's just like i came here to do my work i'm doing my work hey do you guys need help boom speaking of that it's a good thing you bring that up so for those who don't know there was something that kevin owens said in an interview regarding his appearance on NXT he has been it has been made public and has been published that he and Triple H kind of have this back and forth joke where, hey, where Owens will tell Triple H, hey, if you guys need me, just let me know. Meaning that if somebody on an NXT show is, is pulled, gets hurt, whatever, 
Owens is more than willing to step up, be a company guy, and help out NXT. Because he wants NXT to be one of the best products out there. And lo and behold, he texts Triple H being like, Hey, I see that Johnny is out. I'm available. You need any help. Why was Johnny out again? Because of the 1916 that Finn Balor gave him on the stage. Is that a legitimate thing? Evidently, yes, because... Or it could just be a story injury. Yeah, I mean, like... <sighs> but for all we know... He, he, but Finn tucked that 1913 pretty well. 16. Not, whatever. You know what I, yeah, I know what you're saying. He, he tucked it... He tucked, he tucked the, it well, but honestly, it it's probably just for story. Yeah. And I mean, like, you're giving... Like, you're, you're having guys from NXT who, who were dominating... You know, a chance to go back there and and still show off that hey, I left for three or four years, but I'm back and I'm ready to go. Exactly. You're giving Finn a chance who's like forty, and he can still go. You're giving Owens a chance who's like in maybe his early to mid thirties. No, I want to say he's mid, definitely mid thirties. I would say he's early, like mid, like thirty four, like thirty three, thirty four. Do you want me to fact check it? Fact check. We fact check on this podcast. And it's a good thing that we do because we want to maintain a some semblance of our credibility. Some. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just looking at it. Uh, 84. So he... 35. Yeah. But still. Kevin Owens is 35. His birthday is in the month of May. We'll just leave it at that. Yep. So, you had that, and then comes Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. So, put this in perspective. They made a couple major mistakes with Survivor Series. They took the triple threat tag team match off the main card. Mm-hmm. Mistake number one. Mistake number two. You fucked up in the men's. We'll get to that in a second. But... So, put it to you this way. SmackDown got on the board first. Right. Because they won the Battle Royal. Right. Then you had the Triple Threat Tag Team Champions match. No titles were on the line in that. Where you had Viking Raiders versus New Day versus Era. And Era ended up coming out on top. Oh, by the way. uh, Good job on the recovering. And, you know, still doing your stuff there, uh, Xavier Woods. I gotta show you the thing he did with Rooster Teeth, because, oh my god. Time for. Yeah, I'll show you after the podcast. Yeah. So, and then comes the main show. I'm trying to remember what started it. But you had the... Oh, I think it might have been the 5-on-5 women's match. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. So, that was actually a phenomenal match. Granted, a little salty about some things, but others not so much. But the one thing I'm saltiest about is the fact, and Steve, not Steve Austin, Bully Ray on, I uh, forget what his Sirius XM podcast, yeah. his thing is. Oh, Busted Open. That's it. Mm-hmm. On Fight Network on Sirius. He said the one issue that he had with the finish of that match in which NXT came out on top over SmackDown when Rhea pinned Sasha. Right. The one issue he had was the fact that it wasn't clean. 
he Bully Ray himself thinks Rhea Ripley could be one of the next top women's stars in WWE. She could be, she could be, because uh, you can already tell Shanna's going to be going up. Shayna's going up soon, yeah. Shayna, Shayna's going up, so Rhea, so Rhea's, Rhea's taking over place. NXT Women's Championship at and at Rumble. You can you can have her be like a good heel. She looks like she can be a good heel. She is a good heel. So you can. It's gonna be interesting to see how she plays the face role. I'm just it, she. I would venture to say she would be a neutral because you can't like she's anti hero, she huh? Anti-hero Steve Austin style? I would venture to say so. I mean, not like not like that, but just the fact that like she doesn't she she doesn't need to be a face. She Hell can no. be she can be a neutral party and still be able to kick ass. Yeah, kick ass, take names. Yeah, and stop a muddle and walk it dry. All right, <laughs> shut up, God. Steve. Anyways, so, so you like had, had that. Cold. Oh, I almost forgot. Mm -hmm. You had the triple threat cruiserweight match. Oh, yeah. Where you had the man of the hour versus Akira Tozawa versus somebody else. I'd forget who. Man of the hour. Leo Rush. Oh. See, this is this is what I get for, like, not really paying attention. Like, I, like Mr. No-Sell himself. Hi, hi, hi. He figured himself out. He dumped Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and and he's not talking crap on uh, Twitter anymore, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, honestly, I think that's maybe due to the fact that he's now like dad. <laughs> honestly, like when it comes to stars realizing something about themselves and like having a life changing moment, that's probably one of the biggest things that could help save your career, in my opinion. Like take say take natty for example uh-huh with her dad dying uh-huh it somewhat boosted her career well yeah because they used it in a storyline exactly and you have something she like gave that happen to do that even though it was a really really messed up set of circumstances correct like good god good god and but yeah anyways so you had the triple threat you had the Triple threat, 15 women's match, which ended with NXT winning. Yay. Then you had the... Trying to think what other three-on-threes there were. Oh, you had the... Triple threat between AJ Styles, Nakamura, and Roddy Strong. Where Roddy Strong came out on top. Yeah. Which Why was... On fucking real because he he was he proved he is a wrestling genius. Yeah. Well, I mean, Roderick Strong is like you have to give him a chance. You can't like you can't really expect he, he's not the type of guy that has the star power. He doesn't. No. He's he's the type of guy that if you can he's he's consistent in what he does, like, and that's his that's his strong point is the fact that. He can go match for match and still have and still have really good matches. Mm -hmm. And you know you're not having, like you're not having the um, the thing where, you know you you're, pop, you have a major pop at the beginning and after a few months it's like okay I'm not, it's dying down and then where do you go from there? Like yeah. he's consistent. I, that's that's one thing that I like with wrestlers is that you don't have to be you don't have to be like the most popular person. There are other people that can consistently do it. 
Correct. But you know that they're like it's it's gonna be done soon. So I, I'd rather have somebody that is a consistent worker and a consistent star that has good matches and you know have that there because have the semblance of consistency. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It, like yeah. their match doesn't necessarily have to be. Five star. Five star all the time. Like, if they're a solid three and a half, four star consistently, week after week after week after week, that's something that can draw people into the, your product. Right, right. Like, you, you could be like, you know, Roger. Now, when you're talking about bottom of the barrel people. Yeah. Rowan. I don't <laughs> think anybody would want to watch a Rowan match. Why the hell is Sami Zayn a manager again? He's a good wrestler. Is, 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 they, is he like they might not injury? have anything for him. That's just like... Uh, That's like send his ass back to NXT. Exactly. You know what? Do you know what would be a really good match? Like, you, okay, so let's just say Kevin Owens goes back for a month. Mm-hmm. All right? He goes back. He's like, okay, Finn, I want you, blah, 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 blah. And then he gets attacked by a random person. And it's Sammy. Turns out to be Sami Zayn. Have that one last Kevin versus Sammy story. Right. Like I could see it. Like Kevin like Kevin's like, okay, you know, he's blah 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 blah. They still have they 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 do the thing where it's like random attacker. Who could it be? Could it be Finn Balor? Who's Could it be Undisputed Era? Could it be Tommaso Chan? I don't know. Could it be Johnny Gargano? Could it be Johnny Gargano? No. And then like you just No, it was Who's behind the curtain? Sami Zayn, pitch pitch black, and then you zoom out and you see the red S Z. God yep. damn it! Yep, yep. And then, like, yeah, it, it, yeah, and then like, and he explains why. I'm why, tired, Sammy? Why? I'm sick and tired of being second fiddle to every single person that I am. I'm not a damn manager. I am a wrestler, and I deserve to be treated like one. Correct. So. There's a storyline right there, Vince. Triple yes. H, whoever does the writing for NXT, there's a story right there for you. Sean. Road dog. <laughs> right. Oh, and let's not forget, leading up to Survivor Series, there was a major title appearance change. Mm-hmm. We have a brand spanking new version of the Intercontinental Championship. What do you think about that? It shouldn't have been the IC title that needed the change. What what title should it have been? US. No. Yes. Why? It's bland and outdated. Okay. Like, hear me out. You could keep the general look of it, just change certain aspects Okay. of it. Like, I'm all for keeping red, white, and blue on the belt itself. But kind of change like the plating of it. Change know, the plate style. Do you know what would would uh, what would work really well if I don't know instead of having the shit show that is WWE 2K20, you know have have a have a thing for uh, 2K21 where hey guys we're gonna have a contest. Guess what? You can create a championship. Yep. And hey. Here's some templates for you. Whoever best. makes the best championship, it will come to fruition in real life. Right. And then or and then you can be like, hey, if you guys want to change the US title and make 
emphasis on the U.S. title. You design what it should be, and they make it. Boom. And you get credit for it, and you get a personally shipped U.S. title sent to you. Because WWE has enough money to do that. Correct. And that would be good publicity for you. And you want to know what else they should throw in? What? Tickets to Mania. Okay. Well. Or one of the big five. Yeah. Maybe Rumble. Choose which one you want to go to. Yeah. Your choice of the five major pay-per-views. Yeah. You get or a pay-per-view if you're choosing. Yeah. It, like. It, it's Speaking just it, right, it, like it, it writes itself into the point where you can have good publicity, and we are just two. We are just two common guys having a podcast that is starting um, out somewhat. We've been doing this for a year and some months. Has it been a year? Yes. Holy shit! Yeah. So. Happy birthday, new podcast! Yay! Yeah, yeah. I got to figure out when we actually started it, but yeah. I think it was like a year and some months ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, give me a second, because I might actually have it on Spotify. That actually has the date. Well, that's actually... The first one, the first one that we ever had was. Um, it was Roman, in April. Roman, no, that I guarantee it wasn't. No, 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 no. Uh, it was right before Saudi. Yeah, Roman Reigns and John Cena and Kingdom Hearts Five. Yeah, so let me. What was the first Saudi show, or was it the second one? It was the first. Okay, give me a little second because I can figure it out. Uh, what was it? Super Showdown. Yeah. Because we didn't actually have like sponsors and everything. No, no well, sponsors, no nothing. We we just wanted to do a podcast because it was fun. And yeah, we just said screw it. Yeah. By the way, since Couscous is uh, looking up everything, just want to let you guys know that you can put your podcast on Anchor. Anchor is one of the uh, one of the better apps where you can record a podcast. And get it put on all major streaming platforms. And you can do it off the off of your phone or whatever uh, device you fancy. Um, all you have to do is just download the app and you can start podcasting away. Just so, sorry that, to cut you off, D. Oh, you're fine. So, I found it. And we actually started, I believe, after... The Greatest Royal Rumble, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the Greatest Royal Rumble, so it was Sweet Saudi Money 2, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo, where you had DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. that was November 2nd. So, it's been a year and a month since we've done this. A year and a month and a day. Yep. Year, month, and a day since the new podcast was created. Yes. So... And look who's still here. Not, th <laughs> not trying to throw shade at Gingy or Oracle <laughs> at all. No. But as one Mr. Elton Hercules John put it in one of his songs, I'm still standing better than I ever did. I'm I'm gonna take that out. Just FYI, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep. Newt is still standing. Yeah, we're, we're still standing. Even and though keep, we're gonna keep it going as long as we can. Even though we're not doing it on a weekly basis, which you know, in all honesty, like. Scheduling ha scheduling issues happen. We make it happen when we can. Yep. So if and it's if it's a month, if it's a couple weeks, 
we do kind of apologize, but at the same time, we gotta understand we have lives, we have jobs. Right. We we don't get paid for this. We're doing this on our free time and out of our out of our the goodness of our hearts. Yeah, like and you know, I like we could we could do sponsorships here, we could do it stuff like that. But honestly, that is a weekly a weekly product that we do not have the luxury of doing because again, like he said, jobs, scheduling issues. And honestly, it's better for honestly, it's probably more entertaining for you the listeners to have us talk about something especially pay-per-views. Right. We don't have pay-per-views weekly. Right. And honestly, some weeks of Raw, some weeks of SmackDown, NXT, AEW, there could be hot shit. Yeah, like 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 this week of Raw, <laughs> we're probably not going to talk about. Yeah, we're not going to talk about this week's Raw. Because, oh my God. Anyways. Evidently, it was hot garbage. Oh my God. But we will talk about the one that followed right. Survivor Series. So... But let's finish Survivor Series yes, first. Yes, we are, we are finishing Survivor Series. We were just talking about uh, the Intercontinental Three-Way. That sounds really weird. <laughs> That's probably the, the title of the, of the podcast. Anyways, so following that, you had the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne yes. versus I'm cool, baby! <laughs> And holy shit, both of them got pops like a mother. Well, both of them are are at their well. They're starting like they're, they're at their peak. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say their peak. They're they're getting great great pops. You know. Yes. You holy shit, that match was good. You don't necessarily hit your hit your peak in uh, wrestling until you're about forty five. Oh great. Anyways, but. Like I said, holy shit, that was a good fucking match. Yeah. That finish. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God, the finish. The freaking mechanics of that were unbelievable. Pete Dunn going for the better end, and mid-move, Adam Cole is able to reverse it into a modified Panama Sunrise. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then hit the last shot to retain his NXT championship. Still bathed in gold. Yep, the the prophecy is still intact. Yes. That match was followed by Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend. Well, here and yeah, it's okay. You the like, yes movement is back. You have to you have to understand something where you're feeding the fiends very small people, and I'm not talking about like pop wise. I'm not you're, no. you're feeding fiend people that are not in his weight class, and it's just like Jesus. Like you're good. Like you don't need to do that. No, give honestly, fiend, feed him Strowman. Feed if him. you want to give the fiend some substantial credibility, feed him Strowman. Feed him Strowman, feed him Lashley, feed him... Hell, like, feed him Roman. Feed him Roman, feed... Well, they're planning on doing that in WrestleMania. Shh. Um, hey, hey, hey. Up, damn it. That's not... Yeah. Anyways. Uh, feed him people that are at, at his weight class or above, because you can only... It's going to become an issue where you're going to have a Brock Lesnar situation, where you're going to have little guys try to hurt Brock... 
and they can only do so much before that. By the way, is that the next match on the card? Nope. Okay. The men's five, the Sur- men's Survivor Series match followed that. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. You had that's the, ba- the one with. The, oh, yeah, dude. And then you had the back-to-back champions. You have to. And and again, I'm giving praise to Keith Lee in that match, right? Can we talk about the amount of bullshit in that match first? Please go ahead. Vince McMahon, I speak directly to you. Listen to your son-in-law because he knows talent. You, sir, squandered one of your champions. You disrespected the ring general. You disrespected Volta. You do not do that. (laughs) Yeah. I am... I must restrain, because literally the day after Survivor Series, I pull up our never-to-be-released portion of the new podcast. Did I send that to you? Yes. <laughs> you sent it to me. I It's still in our little group chat. I still have it. I pulled it up because, honestly, it felt right. Because Vince <laughs> fucked up. Hard. It felt right to to have German Gingy talk about certain things that we are never going to ever put on the Newt podcast. No. So and <laughs> it felt it felt right. On it, no, like the the honestly, the reason I listened to it is because it felt pro- correct to have like that Austrian Germanic anger come out of somewhere because you have Walter one of your most dominant champions in an NXT brand get be the first fucking person eliminated in that match it's like what the hell he has been booked as one of the most dominant forces you put him up against Drew McIntyre you make him look like a bitch I mean, seriously, dude. What I was the hell? I was watching that, and the fact that like Drew Mac, the fact that Drew McIntyre didn't flinch when he chopped him, or when Walter chopped him, that was that was cool. Like, dude, that's no like, selling. Like, it was just like I was like, okay, how is Drew gonna react? Because I was calling, and I'm like, okay, where's the chop at? There's the chop right there, and. I had the I, I had it. Well, muted. what do you expect? Drew's a mus very muscular dude. He ain't a little puny bitch. Right. Like, uh, we'll talk about Raw, the Raw after Survivor Series. Cause yeah. <laughs> All right. Those were fun. So, you had that happen in the in the match. And, and the then cor- you had his real hash. What the hell? Oh, God. King bitch. I mean, King Corbin. King bitch. <laughs> He's a bitch. Bitch. He's fat. He's fat. STD. 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 I forget what that stands for. Super tough dude. Oh, yeah. Right. That person. I love the fact that The Rock came by for once in like... A one-off just to make that. One-off just to call uh, Baron Corbin an STD. And it's sticking. Yeah. But you had that little debacle... You had, um, trying to think the order of eliminations in that match. Uh, Walter. Honestly, uh, was it Walter? The main p- takeaway from that match itself 
is the fact that the final three were Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and not Tommaso Ciampa, but Big. Keith Lee. Dude, I'm telling you, Keith Lee is the future. Yes. Like, and dude, the fact dude, that the he way was, that he was it was it was it Keith that eliminated Rollins. Keith, I think you're eliminated Rollins. Yeah. Fuck you, Rollins. I'm sorry, but no. Jesus Christ. But you're, you're, at the same time, yeah. you gotta respect the fact that you know how Strowman does the roundabout like shoulder tackle? Right. Keith Lee comes straight at him and literally thumps him and puts him right puts the brakes on in a big way. It's like, good God. Yeah. But yeah. That was impressive. But Keith Lee put on a show. And honestly, I could see Keith Lee being one of the people to... I could see him being an NXT champion by this time next year. If you bring up the, if you bring up Undisputed... Undisputed is coming up after Mania. I'm calling it now. All right. Mark that down, folks. All right. So, yeah. We're going to... Write yeah. that down. Write that down. <laughs> yeah. Write that down. Yeah. We have no one here except for ourselves. Oh, I'm just breaking kayfabe. Anyway, <laughs> God damn it, D. Anyway, we love kayfabe. We love kayfabe. Okay, Kermit. No, no, no. Anyways, um. I hear it. No, I hear it, buddy. I don't know what we're doing. Anyways, may I? Uh, you I'm had. Just, I'm just gonna go with it. Five kid. after. I hear everybody. Kermit, me, Mark here, sponsoring the newt. Podcast. <laughs> oh wait, that was more Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> they sound the same. Anyways, so following <laughs> the five, the fifteen man traditional Survivor Series match in which SmackDown won via Roman Reigns, you had Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. It was okay, but the biggest swerve of that match. Was the fact that Dominic, Dominic got physical. Dude, Dominic... Okay. Double 619 with your dad and a frog splash. Dude, Dominic can go. He, and the way Dad's he, been training him. What do you expect? Dude, the way that the way that he's having his ring attire now... Have you seen... Like, did you see the... Uh, what, I think it was this week where you, where you had Dominic in, like, black clothes that looked like wrestling clothes? Hmm. I need to watch that back. Yeah, he's, like, they're prepping him to be, like... They're probably waiting until he's 18. How old is he? 16. I think. Back check. Yeah, but then why are you tossing a 16-year-old? Ray, did you give permission for Brock Lesnar to toss your 16-year-old son into the ether? He's 22. What the fuck? He's 22? He's 22. Okay, well then that gives you more reason to toss him into the ether, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's weird to think that, though. Dude, it's weird to think that back in 2003... You mean 5? 2005, when they had, like, the... Eddie here, Guerrero thing? The, the custody match. Oh, God. And he had no. blonde hair? I don't think that... That was 04. It, I it think, was 04. Yeah. Right before what? What time? What? When did uh, Guerrero die? Was it 05? 05. 
So yeah, it was like right before he died. He had they had the custody match. The year before he died. No, 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 it was no, 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 no. It was 05. It was 05. It was 05. It was 05. Oh god. It was literally right before he died. So that's so he like would have been months eight, before he, he passed eight, away. He would have been eight years old at the time. Nah. Yeah. If he's twenty two now. So fourteen years minus eight. Yeah, you're right. Shit. Yeah, fourteen minus twenty two is uh, eight. I'm the uh I'm like a certain person that likes to injure people. I'm stupid. Well, no. I wouldn't say you're stupid. You're not like uh certain people. Cry back. Um, Cry anyways. back, bitch. Cry back, bitch. All right. Anyways, anyways. so we we had uh, Dominic do a double six one nine with his dad, and then he Dominic hits a frog splash. It was shoddy, but it shows potential. Yeah. And then you had Ray hit it double cover, and Ray ends up losing. Yep. Then you have the women's triple threat. Was that good? Because I didn't, I didn't watch it. It was good. Okay. Shayna put on a clinic, <laughs> and Shayna won. Nice. Over Bailey. Nice. And Becky got her comeuppance. Ooh. Because Becky was thrown over the announce table and was nowhere to be seen at the end when Bailey tapped out. Becky got her comeuppance, sent Shayna through the table. Becky was last woman standing. Isn't it funny that all of them are previous, are current or previous NXT talent? Yeah. Uh, so thus. By the way, hold on. What pause. the fuck is wrong with your hair, Bailey? Why are you coming out like Joan of Arc? She's trying to cleanse. Joan of Bailey. She's trying to cleanse SmackDown's women division, man. That's uh, you're doing. You're doing it weird. Stop being a Joan of Bailey and start being. Some be ponytail Bailey, but be a badass. Like you're try, stop trying to be a. But rip there's off. already one ponytail badass that they have. Stop being a Rhea Ripley ripoff. Because that's what she's trying to be, and it's weird. It's very weird to see her with shoulder length hair. Actually, it's not even shoulder length. It's more like fucking chin length hair. Here. Well, I don't give a shit. It's whatever weird. it is. Like yeah. Like that, the, like the hair, like I'm very particular when it comes to hairstyles in both men and women because but, there are certain, the huh? But do you think that is fine? Good. Yes. Uh, couscous cut his hair. Yes. Why did you cut your hair? Uh, I've been told I look better with shorter hair. Grow it out a little bit more. It's gonna, it's gonna come back in like two weeks okay anyways so like i'm very particular when it comes to hairstyles because like it it like you have to match you have to match like basically the shape of your face yeah and the hair determines the face yeah exactly so like when you have bailey's hair now doesn't look good with what she's trying to do anyways we're gonna i don't really want to get off tangent because that's Weird as shit. Anyways, uh, so Shanna Baszler won that, and... NXT won the show. Yay. Now let's jump to Raw, where Seth Rollins calls out the entire, entire Raw locker room, saying, all of you are failures. All of you didn't step up. Charlotte, you suck. AOP, where the hell were you? Stop being a bitch. (laughs) 
and the entire locker room walks out except one guy Kevin Owens Rollins asks him to come to the ring say his piece Owens doesn't say Jack stuns him walks out later in the night you get a fatal four way between Ricochet Rey Mysterio uh. Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton D tell them about the chops Between uh, Ray and Randy. Oh yeah! Ooh. Holy shit! That hurt my chest. Didn't realize Ray could chop that well. I didn't realize you mean Ray- Randy. Well, Randy. Or you mean Drew? It was chops between Randy and Drew. Why did you say Ray? You said Ray. I didn't say Ray. Ray I'll was play in the match. I will play that shit back. You said the chops between Randy and Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I meant Randy and Drew. Yes, those were holy shit chops. Yeah. And Drew. You could see Randy Orton's face. He, After one of the first ones, he's like, oh, fuck that hurt. Because they were snap chops. Like, They're, you can literally hear the echo all through Rosemont Arena. The, those are all the kind of arena. chops that you do. Those were my style chops, or Walter chops. Because you're an asshole. Hey! Do you want one? No. Exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll do this later on. We'll probably give you a Christmas present where you get to chop me. Whee! Actually, you know what? If we're doing the Secret Santa stuff, you can chop me. Ooh. <laughs> At Secret Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good God. That's going to be awkward as hell. Why is your shirt off? Because I, I, I made me a deal. Yeah, I made a deal. Did with you Coos. know getting chopped in the back is worse than the front? I can see it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we had but, that, and then follow immediately following that, you had a United States Championship match between Rey Mysterio, who won the Fatal Four Way right. because it was the number one contender, versus AJ Styles. Oh yeah, and that's where he did. Th- yeah, he did the thing. And AJ, at one point of the match, towards the end, ref got knocked down. AJ's trying to get the title and everything. Who comes down to assist Rey Mysterio? None other than the guy who feuded with Rey in 2006. Immediately following the death of Eddie Guerrero. One Randy Orton. Oh, comes well, out, RKO... AJ Styles helps Ray get the United States Championship. Isn't that where, like, Randy was like, oh, no, Eddie's not in heaven. Yeah. Oh, he's in hell. Yeah. Yeah. That was going into No Way Out 2006. Yeah. And I do not approve of those comments. <laughs> well. I didn't at the time. <laughs> that's like, that's like, that's like approving what they did with Natalie and, and Nineheart. True. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Honestly, Vicky probably gave him permission. Yeah. In those sensitive subjects, you have to get permission. Yeah. But, yeah. So, you had that, and then at the end of the night, you had Rollins versus Kevin Owens, which ended in a no contest. Because of some uh, some help? Because of AOP. AOP is back, ladies and gentlemen, and they are on a warpath. They are speculated 
Granted, we don't know if it's actually true or not yet. They are speculated to be aligned with Seth Rollins in some capacity. Does that mean Seth is a heel now? Have you not listened to the fan reactions to him? Well, I'm... He's kind of turned a heel. I'm glad... Because what heel would call out the entire... Let me rephrase that. What face would call out an entire locker room? I'm glad that they're... Saying you suck. I'm glad that they're actually doing that because he's a better heel than he's a face. Slightly, yeah. Yeah. But having Owens as a face is going to be weird. Not really. But it's entertaining, I can say that much. Because the one nugget I will take away from Raw this week is the fact that Kevin's Kevin Owens got away with on live television with a live microphone. He got away with calling bullshit. Yeah. I ha- I have the uncensored version. Bullshit. He got he got he was able to get through it and say bullshit on live TV. Nice. No censor button. Nice. It's Kevin Owens. He's got no filter. Oh, yeah. Speaking of no filter, uh, was it after Survivor Series that a certain thing happened on uh, the Fox after show? Oh. So, before Survivor Series. Right. You had... There, we're going to backtrack. Let's backtrack to something momentous, ladies and gentlemen. For the first time since 2014, yep, we have the return of CM Punk to any pro, anything resembling wrestling. He is now a mainstay person on Fox's FS1's Tuesday program, WWE Backstage. Yeah. And thank God because you're actually you're, you're getting you're getting somebody that really does not give two shits about like repercussions, wh- right? Like because here's the thing, he is not hired by Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon did not hire him. Fox hired CM Punk to give insight, it, basically be a expert analysis. Ha. To the programming. Because he knows wrestling. He knows what needs to be done. He knows what is good, what is bad. And he will. He straight up said in his one-on-one interview with Renee Young. He is full. He's got all the authority to give any opinion he wants. Yeah, and especially So to, Vince to, McMahon, to watch your ass. Dude, because Punk will rip into you. Dude, I'm, if we if we don't, Punk will. <laughs> right, like Punk. That's, that's one of the things we do on this podcast. We rip into the programming. We will say if we like something, we hated it, and what we would do to change it. Yeah, especially with that Hell in the Cell match, because Jesus H Christ. Which oh one my are you God, the one with the fiends, and oh God. yeah, that's anyways. Um, just, so just. No. Didn't they debut a new belt that cost like six thousand dollars for the yeah. fees? Yeah, and what he actually the got. What the fuck be- is that? So put, put this in perspective. It was announced on backstage last week because it, it is and today is when they have a new episode of backstage. It was announced that Bray Wyatt will unveil a new toy to the Firefly Funhouse. That's stupid. And the new toy. Is the Fiend's very own championship belt. 
here's the funny thing. John Savini, he's a great art he's a great effects artist. Did he design that thing? Yes, he did. Oh god. Why the fuck are you get that's Why like, are you getting in bed with Vince McMahon? That's like <laughs> the, why why in this sh- that's like that's like that's like literally a DiBiase million dollar belt. Essentially, yes. Like the fuck? Don't like you can you can you're making merchandise. You're making you're making higher than average merch sales off the fact that you are a double standard like a double a double personality wrestler. Yes. Your promos are with Bray Wyatt, the Mr. Rogers, and Mr. then Mr. Roger Mr. Wyatt. Yeah, and then you have in wrestling you have the fiend who is that destroys That's perfect. everybody. I mean shit. I have a Wyatt Jim shirt because <laughs> I hike up my pants and do a muscle man dance. <laughs> and like like it's it that, makes that no just... sense to have that belt. Granted, it does look interesting, but it makes no sense. The only way it makes sense is if you're that's using the it. thing that he comes to the ring with every single time. Right. Because if you have him come out with that blue championship, what's the point? Right. That's that's just and it's it's weird. That you're doing that. That's like Brock Les. That's like Brock Lesnar sponsoring a championship, and on the back it has fucking Jimmy John's on the on the back logo. Correct. It's it's literally just red and black, like his trunks, and it has Jimmy John's on the side, and it has a bunch of other sponsors on the left, and then it has Brock Lesnar's fucked up shield or sword chest tattoo as right the now. as the main title point, the centerpiece. Yeah. Yep, that'd be stupid. Shield, uh, not sword, sword tattoo title. <laughs> so stupid. See, do you like we can make something really stupid, and that's and that's basically what the the fiend title is. Yeah. Not saying that it's a that it's a bad design. No, it's actually a really good design. It's a good design. It's just the thought of having it is stupid. Don't fucking do that. That's that's that defeats the purpose of uh, that. That's literally just put. That's an anti push. Yeah, that's that's gonna kill him. Right, that's killing his right. push. Right, You're, it's killing because the it. instant you make a title for somebody. Case in point, Jeff Hardy. Right. What like, happened to his in, push in TNA. TNA when he had his own championship twice? Yeah, it died. Yeah, exactly. And then he had to reinvent shit. You don't sit there and do that shit because it just it 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 kills the integrity of titles. Correct. Like, okay, cool. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have the world rep. I'm gonna have the heavyweight championship, and good for you. I'm gonna have the championship with my fucking face on it. Bad for you. Right. That and like. No. Okay. So so you have a championship, right? You have your face on the championship. What happens a month from now when you lose the title? Oh, that fucking championship that was good for a month. I'm gonna take it and just throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's let's. Take a step back in time. <laughs> Look at some of the good changes to titles. For instance, 2004. Uh, the United States Championship. Okay, that's fine. John Cena. Uh, turn it into a spinner. Fuck no. It was an interesting change. No. But no, 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 no. Hear me out. It fit 
his character. See, this is, and, and I, I, I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, please don't bring up the John Cena championship, and you fucking brought it up. <laughs> like, okay. It fit, like, it all depends on the character. Like, with him being the thug rapper type person he was back then, having that sort of title fit his character. Yeah, And then, then having the, the WWE spinner, it fit. Yeah. And then th- Edge doing it, having the rated R championship. That is it fine. Fit. That is fine. And but yeah. making it full custom championship dedicated to one sole individual. Stupid as hell. You and the the one thing that they do that's nice is they have the st- they have the main and by the way, uh you're seriously bringing up the John Cena championship when they had a fucking spinner championship for 6 or 7 years until 2015 where they put it to the current one 13 was it 13 13 okay yeah 2013 but where you had CM Punk basically fucking take a spinner thing and go ah and then leave with it that well just, here's what the, the thing fuck? <laughs> they took out the spinning capabilities in like 08 but it's still it's still it a was still the aesthetic. same design it's a stupid aesthetic that shouldn't have been a thing for more than honestly they should have kept the championship that jbl and everybody before cena had they should have kept that right that was dope well and 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 i was just getting to the point where you have the thing now where you have the centerpiece of as the giant w the giant w and then on the two sides you have your emblem and they're very easy to pop out put in for new people yes and boom there you go you have brock lesnar's horn whatever the fuck demon that's not even a demon that looks like some bull taking a shit honestly we'll call it a demon looking thing yeah because it's his back tattoo essentially right and then you have the rock who had his thing the brahma bull you had had cena with the can't see me logo right and you had roman reigns with his rollins with his ambrose with his blah 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 blah. right and like honestly if wwe wanted to be super simple with their titles and just give everybody their own side plates chain like make all the titles generic as hell but change their aesthetics to fit like with the ic title put side plates on it the interchangeable side plates on it it would be perfect right do the same thing with the u.s title change it up put the side plates on it but a kicker to being u.s champion your side plates are red white and blue oriented yep all right that's fine that's actually good. Like, okay, cool. Then that's a good. That's a good uh, change. And what the fuck was the Spartan thing with the tag team championships? That was a uh, Bret Hart doing. Bret Hart changed the titles. But so put this in perspective. That's okay. <laughs> so back I'm... when it was right when the WrestleMania when Shawn Michaels retired. Right. It was literally right before or after that when the tag titles got the look that they have now, essentially, when they had the Spartans. Weird as shit. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> sorry for the tangent, but anyways, now, title, title let's pissed get me off. back to the main stuff that we need to discuss. Yeah, because, because it is now... Almost three. Almost three o'clock. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Timestamp that shit. Anyways, um, we're missing AEW programming and NXT programming. Keep it brief. So AEW, you had um, 
MJF being the mega heel that he is, win, uh, uh, I can't even remember what it was called. Oh, the Dynamite Diamond. Basically, a, like, bomb-ass diamond ring that was presented to him by, who else? Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, yeah, that's nice as shit. Yeah. He came out, presented it to MJF, and got all up in his face, and then his... MJF's body handler Wardlow got up in DDP's face and DDP was like, dude, it's going to be embarrassing watching a 65-year-old man whoop your ass. I'm like, oh, don't tease me. Don't tease. Hit him with a diamond cutter, goddammit. <laughs> diamond cut that big bitch. Big bitch. <laughs> yeah. And you had um, Jericho defend his championship against uh, Scorpio Sky, which he did successfully <laughs> you had Darby Allen have a dance with the devil. And that devil being John Moxley. <laughs> that Pretty was fun. Nice. Pretty nice match. That was a good match. And following the Jerio Scorpio Sky match, you had Moxley come out and stare down Jericho from the crowd. Honestly, give fucking Moxley the title. I say. Cody, Bucks, Kenny, Tony, book that shit now and make it full open ended. Did you see the bullshit that somebody was was talking so a about? For, a former I'm pretty sure it was a former WCW guy. Yeah. That was trying to get them in trouble with the Maryland Athletic Department. Because it's just like, oh, you had an unsanctioned match, and then people were like, dude, it's wrestling. It's wrestling, and the whole thing was about blading. I don't think those fuckers bladed. Okay, here's the thing. It's barbed fucking wire. Okay. How can you blade barbed wire? Okay, here, here's the thing. Why didn't you say anything about the fucking Joey Janela and John Moxley match that was unsanctioned? Where you had Joey Janela take a fucking atomic drop on uh, a bunch of thumbtacks. To his unsanctioned unprotected foot and why didn't you have why didn't why aren't you saying shit about that like seriously if you like that's the thing that pisses me off about people is they focus on one fucking thing and and not bring up the previous experiences if you're gonna sit there and go after a company for unsanctioned matches where they might be quote-unquote bleeding then you should probably go back further into the history of it instead of this bullshit that you're doing now i'm going to talk about this because kenny omega and john moxley are big superstars that will have a major pull in the company but i don't want to talk about the fact that joey janela and john moxley had a same had roughly the same match because i'm a fucking bitch <laughs> anyways i'm sorry i'm going on tangents because that thing pisses me off more than anything yeah. you're sitting there ruining you're ruining a you're trying to ruin a company over the fact that you had one instant well one you bring up one instance when there's technically been two and they both, both well, uh, the both, combined both matches had basically the same outcome right. with blood and everything, but and you it had wasn't the, as violent in the other one. You had the wrestlers, you had the referee, you had uh, the people at the show that paid to see the show, and you had the people, and you had the company itself give the okay for these unsanctioned matches to happen, and yet you're bitching about blood. Yeah, honestly, nice. whoever you are, just shut the hell up. Let them fight. Some some person that's irrelevant that's gonna not have anything in. Yeah, like so. Two weeks. That's like some of the main takeaways from AEW. There's probably more. 
but we're honestly kind of cutting it close on time because both of us have other stuff we need to do. Yes. So and this is on a Tuesday, ladies This and is a Tuesday. We usually do these on Wednesdays. But we, somebody has something to do on Wednesday. Yeah, I got a work event tomorrow. That. <laughs> Oh, uh, you got it was the was it the uh the 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 B B H thing? Yeah. Tell me off. Ask me later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, we're doing it a day early. So and Christmas present for you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, pilgrims. It's December. Shut up. Anyways, That's... takeaways from NXT. Yeah, NXT had a giant celebration following. Their successful victory at Survivor Series. Everybody go in the ring and start. Undisputed Era comes out. He's like, What the hell are you guys doing? Mm. You guys would be nothing without the Era. Mm. What happens? Bada. People start challenging people to matches. Finn Balor comes out and (laughs) challenges Big Daddy Champa. Ooh. That match was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. You also had Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee against the Undisputed Era Dude. for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Dude. But I'm that finish, ugh, I don't exactly like it, but I do like the fact that Adam Cole was able to sell that pounce like a motherfucker. I'm just saying, big dude, big tall dudes are like there are there are purists out there, uh, namely some some of our friends. Yes, I'm saying the keyword friends, because yeah, uh, that believe. But we may not speak. We do still appreciate your presence, Dick. Anyways, um, shut up. <laughs> anyways, um, bask in his glory. Yes, there are there are, there are a lot of wrestling purists that don't believe that big guys should be doing the high flying antics that Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic do. No, but honestly. I say let them. If they if they have the ability to do it, I say fuck it. Like, honestly, if you want to talk about big guys who shouldn't be doing shit, look no further than AEW's Luchasaurus. Dude, Luchasaurus is, like, the prime example of that shit. Granted, he is technically Lucha and a Saurus, so he has a pass. Yeah, but at the same time, Homeboy's at least six at nine. Dude, he's, like, close to seven foot, yeah. And, like, he's doing, like, high-flying shit. (laughs) So, I mean, yes, it's going to take a toll on the big boy's body, but let those big boys have fun. Um, That's all I got to say on that. Let the big boys have fun. Luchasaurus is only 6'5". Really? He looks taller. He does. But that's because everybody else is smaller. (laughs) (laughs) Now... To some of the to last thing we're gonna bring up, oh, make that two things. In regards to Finn Balor, yes, and NXT, yes, Finn Balor, yes, is for Finn Balor. <laughs> he made it abundantly clear. Oh yeah, he wants they, nothing to do with the Undisputed Era. Dude, that was funny. The the way that they set that up was amazing. Where it's yes. just like, hey, we're gonna do the the hand sign. You ready? Uh, Pele kick. Nope. Pele kick. Now, to the most pertinent information that regards AEW and 
WWE as a whole because most likely it's going to end up probably involved affecting NXT the most. Sorry guys, I'm just uh he's he's over there talking. I'm over here grabbing something that I saw on the floor. As of November as of December actually, there is one final match in ROH for a one Mr. Marty the Villain Skrull. Oh. Oh. As of now, Marty Skrull is a free agent. His last match in ROH will be at Final Battle at the Hammerstein Ballroom. After that, it is heavily speculated that he is coming to AEW. Well, However, there is the possibility he does go join his girlfriend at NXT. Ooh, who's his girlfriend? Deanna Perrazzo. Who the fuck is that? She honestly hasn't really done much on NXT. They don't put her on TV. She was in Mae Young Classic. And I'm pretty sure Marty was there. You're going to have to tell me. Or you're going to have to show me who it is when we get off podcast. So, honestly, I would love nothing more than to see Marty come to AEW and just be like, Surprise, boys! The villain's back! (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Because honestly, with something that happened on AEW following Cody's first match back, right, all signs point to something like that happening. What in the shit is happening? Because Cody got attacked by a couple people that looked very villain-esque. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all signs could point to Marty coming to AEW. Did you know that one of them is actually in a band? Really? Yes. Because somebody actually made a tweet about that. They're like, I can't remember the band's name, but he's like, oh my god, that guy's in that, he's in that band that I like. He's wrestling. (laughs) And he's like, oh, hell yeah. shit. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. So, we're going to wrap it up. So, from D3 and myself, new podcast listeners, until next time, we wish you goodbye. And good night. Bang! Oh. All right. Yes. Your microphone, sir. Yeah. All right. After it's all said and done, you're gonna be taking splinters out of your bad asses. Come on to a man of Georgia, a policeman, a stock player, a doctor, a start, and professional wrestling. Good night.